0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome, Dr. Litsky. We're delighted to have you on this Viva podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We're going to start in with a question about cementation. So are you ready for this first question? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, great. Yes. Cementation is a big part of the restorative process. What is your preferred type of cementation and why? And the second part of the question is, when do you choose light cure over dual cure cementation?
1: Yeah, it's a great it's a great question about cementation because it can be a very confusing topic. Mm-hmm. There are so many different cements on the market, so many different categories that it it makes it confusing as far as what cement to choose when. And I'd, I'd like to simplify that for people. I really do, just to just to simplify the process because when it gets too confusing, then you the techniques you know getting you get incorrect techniques. You don't have what you need. You know the assistants don't know what to pull out for you, and you don't know what to order. And so I like to simplify the process. And I, to be honest, I just answer the question. I would, if I could use light cure cement everywhere, I would use light cure cement everywhere if it was possible. To me, it's like, you know, you take the timing out of cementation and you can take your time and you can change the shades and you can cure it and clean it very easily. Um, and uh, but but you can't. So let's let's talk realistically about about what cements to use where. Uh, my preference is, is bonding over, over over traditional cementation. I do a lot of all ceramic restorations. I do a, a whole lot of Emax, and my preference is to bond it. I want to bond Emax. I like I like that it improves the strengths of ceramics. Uh, I like that you get the additive retention for bonding, and uh, so any etchable any etchable ceramics like Leucite reinforced, which is Empress, or lithium disilicate like Emax, I would prefer to bond in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my protocol would be for as far as light curable or dual cure cement is, can I use a light curable cement? It needs to be a a somewhat translucent ingot or thin enough restoration to be able to uh, be sure that light, cure, light curable cementation is going to work. So most of, your, most of your cases of veneers are going to be light curable cement. Mm-hmm. Always, always first choice in veneer cementation. The way that we teach cementation at the, at the Clinical Mastery Series, the way we, the way that we teach cementation processes is through the tack and wave technique. And the tack and wave technique is placing all, all of your veneers at one time and then tacking each one when it's in place and then waving them to cure them. And so because you're seeding so many teeth or veneers or crowns at one time, uh, you need time to do that. You don't have to rush the process of cementation. If you if you rush the process of cementation, you may end up with misseeds. And we'll see these sometimes when teeth bind during cementation. They don't go down all the way. You get stressed out. You start curing it. You see inside size edges that don't line up. And, and it's kind of like a, a breakdown during cementation. Light curable cement gives you time. And that's the best thing I can say about it. When you go to seed veneers or your seeding crowns that are thin enough to light cure through, uh, you can make sure they're down on the way. You can stand up. You can look in front of the patient. If you don't like something, you can just take it off, put it right. back in a light protective case and start again. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's actually no rush through the process. But with dual cures, you only have a few minutes. So my first preference is always light curable cements with anything I can, like a porcelain veneer cases.
0: Right, right. Light so the, yeah, cure just yeah. gives you more control. It's definitely more control. In your, everything's more, in your hands.
1: Everything's in your hands. Yeah, you get the more control. And um, and so, but you can't light cure through everything. But what I what I do like is that car comes out with the uh, Blue Phase 20i, which has the turbo mode. And there's two great things about this LED light, the new LED light. The first good thing is that you can cure things in five seconds instead of 10. I know it seems like a big deal, five or 10. It actually makes a big difference when you're curing a lot of units when you can cut the time in half. But um, that, that's a good benefit that it cures in less time. But another great benefit that's maybe not as you don't see so much on the surface is that at two thousand milliwatts per centimeter squared, you're actually getting a deeper light penetration through through the porcelain where uh light that only gets to say twelve hundred milliwatts per centimeter squared the light isn't as strong when it gets through like a millimeter of porcelain than than a than the light with with a two thousand milliwatts per centimeter squared mm-hmm. and so if if you use a traditional light, then you're not getting as much light as deep they need a certain amount of, of strength of that light to actually cure the composite. And so with a stronger light, you actually are curing deeper through the porcelain so you can be more sure that you're curing your light curable cement or even dual cure cements through the glass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a really good feature about, um, about the 20 eye, the blue face 20 eye. Really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so you have your light cure, then you have your dual cure. So if you're not sure you're getting your light through your crown, then you use dual cure. Dual cure cements are, are great as well, and great bond strength, same as the light cure both cements, you get great bond strengths. And with the Verilink Aesthetic Light Cure and Dual Cure kit that I use, they have the same color try and paste as well. And one of the great features about these, this kit that I use, the Link Aesthetic Light Cure and Dual Cure kits, is the kits are almost identical for cementation. The only thing that is actually even different in them is the, the syringe of the c- cement. So when it comes to setting up your assistant, putting things out, what do I need to bond this in? You get the same things out. The only thing that's different is the syringe with the cement in it. Mm -hmm. So it simplifies the procedure, which is fantastic. And so um, then one other thing that we used to have to worry about is shade shifting of dual cure cements in the anterior zone when we were cementing in crowns or dual cures. Now, being amine free, this cement, Verilink Aesthetic Dual Cure, doesn't shade shift over time. So you can actually use dual cures in the aesthetic zone. Not worrying about your crowns changing colors on you.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a yeah, great, great clinical advice here. Fantastic information. Um, do you do you approach things differently when you're placing lithium disilicate versus zirconia?
1: Yes, yes. So uh, first choice is to be able to bond things in with uh, with lithium disilicate. Uh, like I said, there's some cases that I would want to use zirconia for the bridges in the posterior. Uh, when I'm doing uh, you know blocking out really dark preparations and so the cementation techniques are very different for them and same with the preparation techniques you know things that are bondable can rely on adhesive cementation as long as there's enough enamel but with a material like zirconia we require uh, cohesive retention and so we need the traditional crown preparation and we don't rely on bond strength for retention what we but, and we treat these materials differently uh, in the interface before we do bondings with, uh, like materials like Empress, Emax, lithium disilicate, leucite reinforced materials, or even feldspathics. These are etchable silicate based ceramics. So these materials can be bonded to. So we'll treat them differently. We'll, we'll, uh, we can clean them with, um, with something to clean. We can even use, uh, phosphoric acid etch to clean them. Uh, there's a newer material out called IvoClean, uh, from IvoClar that can clean them, ma- clean out the, uh, restorations after try-in that help with the bond strengths as well. And uh, and then you silenate them and you're able to, you're able to bond cement to them. Mm-hmm. Zirconia is a little bit different, though. Zirconia doesn't quite have the same bond strength features as these silicate-based glasses. And so with Zirconia, we're going to treat differently. Uh, we are going to absolutely use IvoClean to clean out the inside surfaces of Zirconia because... Um, Phosphoric acid is actually deterrent to the to the bond strength of the inside of zirconia. So if, if you try in a zirconia crown in the mouth, it gets some saliva in it, you rinse it out, uh, you know, thinking that you're getting it clean or you're cleaning it with phosphoric acid etch to get it clean like your other types of glass ceramics. You're actually inhibiting the bond strength to the zirconia because of the phosphate groups. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to have a way to get the phosphate groups out of the zirconia and render those receptors ab- available for bonding. And IvoClean is what does that. So you need to use IvoClean to clean up the inside of zirconia restorations. And then uh, another material that we use to help, uh, you know, our adhesive dentistry is Monobond. Uh, Monobond from IvoClar is a product that I've used for so many years, and it is my coupling agent for zirconia and um, for Emacs and for Empress and uh, even use it for inside of PFM crowns. It's it's a It's a bottle that you can use for the inside of any restoration. And so what I'm, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to simplify my process. So I've got IvoClean can clean out the inside of any restoration. Monobond can, um, can silenate or, or couple the inside of any restoration. And so it simplifies the procedure. My assistants only have to get, you know, a couple things out. They don't have to worry about contaminating anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you treat those.
0: I was, I was was actually going to ask you about how you keep your assistants uh, up to speed on these materials because uh, even the dentists themselves are confused, but having this organized like this really improves workflow.
1: It it really does. I'll tell you that, and so to, to simplify the cementation process, I would say Verilink Aesthetic Light Cure for veneers, Verilink Aesthetic Dual Cure for for Emax crowns, and then if you're placing zirconia, I would say use use uh, SpeedSet speed Sam plus for zirconia. That's your self-adhesive cement. So the other ones are, the other ones are, um, bonding cements for, uh, for Emax, And then you have uh speed Sam plus for zirconia. And, and, that's the material that choice for that. That's the cement of choice for that material. So you can kind of separate your, your two categories there and know what to use each one for.
0: Mm-hmm. Great tips. I, a couple of other questions before we, uh, wrap up this, this podcast. Um, so what steps, it sounds like a simple question, but I think our listeners would want to hear your answer. <laughs> what steps do you take to ensure the, patient's, uh, the patient is happy with their new restorations?
1: Yeah, you know, that is such a good question. I'll, I'll tell you what, when I first started doing uh, aesthetic dentistry, when it came to cementation of the veneers, that made me very, very nervous. And I wasn't necessarily nervous that the case wasn't going to go in right. I was really, really nervous. That the patient wasn't going to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> so you. can you believe it? Right. And so you'd you get to the point where you're trying everything in and you would, you'd almost rush to, to cementing them in. You know, you'd, you'd skip over this whole try in step. Um, so in, in many, I'm sure many of the listeners know you should, you should try in veneers to try in pastes. You know, it gives you the opportunity to see the color, the final colors of the veneers and see what they're going to look like, uh, before you actually cement them in. And so you try them in with try-and-paste, and, you know, oftentimes the patient's lip is very numb. And so they can't really smile or see their veneers. And, they, and then you hand them a hand mirror, and they look in the hand mirror, and they can't really see them very well. They're kind of holding their lip up. And so they don't really have many uh, – what do they say? They, you know, they can't really see them very well. And so then you go ahead and you put them in. But what happened was is I'd see them for a post-op in a week, and then I'd be nervous again. I would be worried that they, would, they weren't going to like them. Mm-hmm. And so it, I'd almost be like hiding around the corner, looking out to see, you know, Mrs. Jones who walks in the front door. I just want to know is she happy? You know, I, I'm afraid to go out there. I'm afraid to greet her. What if she's not happy? <laughs> and so, and then the worst case scenario, you got to cut them off. It was horrible. You know, fortunately then it was it was Empress. Now it's Emacs. You try and cut off Emacs. It's so it is so strong. You know, I can't be. People worry about veneers popping off. We can't even cut them off. you <laughs> are so hard to cut off. It's crazy. And so that's a big concern. And so I, I've changed that mentality. And I'd say my mentality is now when I try in the veneers, what we do is we try them in with try-and paste. And we don't even get their lips numb anymore. We use AMSA injections, which is a palatal injection. That will numb the teeth and not the lips. And so during the try in process, we can put them in with try-and paste. And then we can actually have them stand up and smile. And I, I don't even let them look in the mirror. This is what I do, Phil. I don't look in, they do not look in mirrors. They go directly from the treatment room to my photo studio. They sit down in the photo studio. I take three or four pictures, full face, smile, retracted, all these pictures of the teeth with try and paste in still. We haven't put them in yet. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to my consult room, and I put them up on – I have a keynote presentation I use. I put the before smile and the after smile next to each other, full face and smile and retracted. And we put them up on the big TV in front of them, and I say, what do you think? Because inevitably what happens after a few weeks is they they kind of forget what they used to look like. Right. You know, and and so you put it up there in front of them. You say this is where you were and this is where you are now. And somebody sees the forest, you know, and they say, wow, you know, I forgot I used to look like that. Or how much better is that? And the colors look so pretty because the the first impression is so important. And that if, our, if their first impression is, here's your hand mirror and your, your lip's still numb and you hold your lip up and let's take a look. And then they start kind of looking, focusing in on every single little thing. They might see the problems before they actually see how good they look.
0: Right, right.
1: And so you see the full picture. Oh, and that's, once it's like, that, wow, that's,
0: that's very interesting about the mirror. I've never, never thought about that. Uh, that's very, very interesting. Very interesting concept to go yeah. straight to photography.
1: Straight to photography, put the hand mirrors away, right? And mm-hmm. so. And it's not that they never look in a hand mirror. I just want their first impression to be wow. Right. And once we like them, then then they they're free to look in mirrors. They can go outside, look at natural light, look in mirrors. And some people take a long time, and some people are really quick. You know, but you just just give them that time. And then we've we've moved to instead of just going and said okay, let's just put them in. We have them sign a happy patient form. I, I renamed it the happy patient form. It was a, a cementation consent form. Right now it's the happy patient. <laughs> so they know it's. If you, if we have to cut them off for any reason, it might cost you a little money. It's not that easy, you know. So right, right. we do it. We do it, and it, what it usually does is 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 it elicits the same response from the patient from patient to patient. They all want to look at the hammer again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one more time. And I just know, I just know, it, there it is, right after they look at the hammer that that last time, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's done, right? They accept it, and so when they come back in for their post op, I'm they'll be happy. Yeah
0: this is so great. Why and you and you you teach a, a a masters course, right? Or you teach a course in, and you cover a lot of this stuff in your smile
1: design digital smile design course. Is that correct? We do. Actually, well, uh it's not a digital smile design course. It's clinical mastery. We teach aesthetic treatment planning and occlusion, functional dentistry and photography. Okay so we're we're really taking people from single tooth dentistry to comprehensive dentistry in in a couple courses right. which is which is super cool and then we have uh anterior aesthetics courses where i do some some live patient like in the op things where they can see me prep and seat patients and then um one of our uh directors dr john Nosti, does a full mouth course like that or like a live patient course mm-hmm. uh so we we have a lot of things kind of running in tandem with these main courses and so yeah our our goal really is to get people to comprehensive dentistry our our uh, motto is really aesthetic drives the case, function finishes it. So we're really an aesthetic group too.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So last question, of- last question for this podcast. Um, what advice can you give the dentists to, to? And you kind of covered this to help simplify their adhesive cementation processes.
1: Yeah. So that's good. And I know I covered a lot of things. So it maybe be good to review at this point. What I would what I would tell somebody to do is I would say if they're if they're bonding an Emax then we we'll use very link aesthetic either light cure or dual cure. And if you're, if you're cementing in zirconia then we're going to use speed Sem plus. My, my go-to is always going to be very link aesthetic for Emacs. The, the materials are stronger when you bond them in and um, they retain better. So we're going to use very link aesthetic okay, for those materials. And like I said, speed Sem plus for zirconia.
0: Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Litsky. Uh, you've been on, previous podcasts. We hope to see you on a few more in the future, and uh, we really appreciate all the great insight you've given our listeners. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to be some help.